بسم الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله. Then the Prophet continues and says what? فمن اتقى فمن فمن اتقى الشبهات الشبهات استبرأ لدينه وعرضه. So whoever guards against doubtful things keeps his religion and his honor blameless. So that is the objective, right? So then now you have the halal and the haram, and then this this gray area, and whoever uh, uh, guards against doubtful things, he keeps his religion, um, uh, you know, blameless, and his honor blameless as well. Now this this brings up a big issue: Is it permissible to take part in doubtful matters? Some scholars would say, no, you shouldn't. Why? Because this says that your deen will be blameworthy. So you shouldn't take part in these doubtful matters. Others will say, yes, of course you can take part in doubtful matters because it's talked about, the analogy is given, that it's like grazing in area that is halal. It's just close to the haram. So if it in and of itself is halal, then what's the problem? And then I think the best answer, subhanAllah, is you can't answer this question. Why? Because if we knew a definite answer, then it would be part of the halal ubayin wal haram ubayin. But it's not part of either one. That's the whole point of the hadith, that these are mushtabihat, these are doubtful matters. So if the Prophet left them as doubtful, leave them as doubtful. And I'll explain and uh, 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 give examples for this. So let's take a look at some hadith in which the Prophet told us to and showed how he erred on the side of caution. For instance, there is a hadith in which uh, Adi ibn Hatib, Hatim, عنه, he said to the Prophet Ursilu uh, kalbi. He said, sometimes I send out my dog after I've, let's say, shot an animal, and the, and the animal's, let's say, either dying or trying to limp away or whatever the case is, I send out my dog to go get him. Now, obviously, if you say the, the bismillah upon, uh, you know, your dog, and then the, your dog gets the animal, that dog, that animal is considered halal for you. He says, but sometimes I go there, and I found a different animal has gotten him. And I don't know if it's my dog who, who did the kill, or if it's the other dog that did the kill. The Prophet says, what? لا تأكل. فَإِنَّكَ إِنَّمَا سَمَّيْتَ عَلَىٰ كَلْبِكَ وَلَمْ تُسَمِّي عَلَىٰ آخر. He says that don't eat the game as you have mentioned the name of Allah on your dog only and not the other dog. In other words, since you don't know, since there's shubuhat, since there's doubt, leave that which you're not sure of. Right? It's like you could say it's like 50-50 flipping the coin, you're not sure of which dog got it, so therefore just leave it alone. That's one example of the Prophet What? Doing what? Staying away from shubuhat. Another example. Uh, Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, he said, مَرَّ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَمْ بِتَمْرَةٍ فِي الطَّرِيقِ uh, قَالَ لَوْ لَا أَنِّي أَخَافُ أَنْ, أن تَكُونَ مِنَ الصَّدَقَةِ لَأَكَلْتُهَا He said, the Prophet passed by a, uh, some dates that had fallen on the side, on, 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 on the road, like you know, you can imagine a branch full of, full of, full of dates. And he said, were I not afraid that it may be from sadaqah? Because you know that the anbiya prophets cannot take from sadaqah. It's haram for them to take from sadaqah. So had I not been afraid that this was from sadaqah, I would have eaten from it. But because there is that possibility, I leave it alone. These are examples of what? Staying away from shubuhat, doubtful matters. There's a lengthy hadith, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but just to quickly paraphrase, it's in Bukhari. The Prophet was walking with one of his wives, Safiya, radiallahu anha. This was after, uh, she was at the masjid for a portion of time. She said, I'm, I'm tired, I'd like to go home. So he walked with her in the late night to go to the house. And there were two men from Ansar that saw the Prophet walking with her. And he stopped them and said, by the way, this is my wife. You know, stop where you're going, this is my wife. And they say, Ya Rasulullah, we would never think anything otherwise. Come on, Ya Rasulullah, subhanAllah, we would never accuse you. He goes, and then the Prophet mentions to them, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانِ يَبْلُهُ مِنَ الْإِنسَانِ مَبْلَغَ الدَّمِ That indeed shaitan, he, uh, uh, he, he, he reaches the human being as much as your, your blood flows through you. 
there's another there's another narration that says he flows through you like the flowing of blo- uh, 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 shaitan flows through you like the flowing of blood. So subhanallah, in both these narrations, he's basically saying what that we don't want to give any room for shaitan to give you any waswas. We want to close the shubuhat, not even just for myself, but even for others. Just so you know, this is my wife. I don't want you to have even the slightest shubuhat because that can snowball effect and turn into some sort of fitna. You mentioned it to somebody. I saw the Prophet with some lady. Who was it? I don't even know who it was. Really? Gossip, 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 etc. So no, right from the beginning. This is my wife. Let's close, close, close the door to any sort of doubts. The Prophet says what? Da'ma yuribuk ila ma'la yuribuk. That leave that which makes you doubt for that which, do, which, which does not make you doubt. Leave that which makes you doubt for that which does not make you doubt. Also, the Prophet says what? Al-birru husnul khuluqi wal-ithmu ma haka fi nafsik. Wa karihta an yattali'a alayhi nas That the Prophet says what? Goodness is kind character. And sin is whatever haka. Haka means to persist or to weave. You know, like something's weaving inside of your heart. The idea is like there's like a splinter in your brain. It just won't shut up. It won't, it won't leave you alone. Something that's just bothering you and it just keeps on, it's persisting and annoying you. This is sin. Because it keeps on coming back to you, keeps on bothering you. And whatever you're afraid that people will find out about, this is sin. So then, uh, and whatever you dislike that people find out about, then that's how you know it's a sin. So these are things that give you doubts, just leave them alone. Now, those are examples of the Prophet ﷺ being cautious with regards to shubuhat. However, there is an extreme. Some people go to extremes when it comes to shubuhat. What are some examples of this? When, when does caution cross over into waswasa shaitan? When does caution cross over into obsessive compulsive disorder? There are some examples of this. For example, uh, Al-Abbad, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Abad ibn Tamim, who he reported from his uncle that, Shukiya ila nabi sallallahu yukhayyalu ilayhi annahu yajidu ash-shay fi salat. There was a man that came to the Prophet and kept complaining, he complained to the Prophet that he had certain doubts that made him think that he broke his salah. Basically, he broke his wudu. He had some, oh, I felt something, I don't know, some sort of uh, bubble in my stomach, something like this, maybe I broke my wudu. Something like this, right? So he always had this nervousness about, you know, did I break my wudu or not? And so the Prophet said, what? لَا يَنْصَرِفُ حَتَّى يَسْمَعَ صَوْتًا أَوْ يَجِدْ رِيحًا He says, don't turn away from your prayer until you have, what? Heard a distinct sound or smelt something. In other words, and this, this actually is a principle in fiqh, it's a, a, a qa'idah fiqhiyah, it's a, it's a, you could call it a, a, a what's it called, a maxim, a, a, a legal maxim in Islam, which is, al-yaqinu la yazalu bishak, that certainty is not removed by doubt. So this is the equation. Do you remember making wudu? Yes. Are you certain about it? Yes. It's a fact that you made wudu? Yes. Is it a fact that you broke your wudu? Did you hear it? Did you smell it? Was it clear? No, it's, it's a doubt. Therefore, certainty is not removed by doubt. You guys, everybody understands this? That the certainty is that you made wudu. If you doubted that you made wudu, that's a different case. If, you, if you're like, I'm not sure, did I make wudu or did I not? Now that's a doubt. But the certainty is that you made wudu. The doubt is that you broke your wudu. Therefore, the certainty is not removed by doubt. Therefore, did I hear it clearly? Did I smell something clearly? If not, I did not break it, continue with your salah. Why? Because there are people, and I've seen people like this, who have this obsessive compulsive disorder. I remember seeing one brother, subhanAllah, made me so sad. I didn't understand it at first, I was, I was younger. And I didn't really get it. Only later on did I understand that he had a real problem. He would make wudu over and over and over again and miss the salah completely. Like they did the, they did the iqamah, he was making wudu. They finished the whole salah, I'd come out, he was still making wudu. He was completely soaked. 
He's still making wudu. Why? Because he keeps on asking himself, maybe there was one little spot that was dry, therefore I missed it, therefore my wudu is invalid. He just sat there over and over again. You see sometimes people doing what? They say takbir, Allahu Akbar. No. Allahu Akbar. They keep on going again and again and again. This is uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Why? Because Waswasa Shaitan keeps saying it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. This type of caution, no. This is not cautiousness. This is obsessiveness and this is a problem. So may Allah protect us from that. This is another thing about you're not supposed to second guess if a Muslim offers you meat, you go to a Muslim's house. They're good Muslims, alhamdulillah. And they, they present meat. You're not supposed to where did you kill it? Show me. Give me the, I want the video evidence of you slaughtering the animal. Astaghfirullah, bro. This is a Muslim family, they're offering you meat, you, you, you just eat, you relax. You don't do that. That, that. This is again, obsessive. Another one that goes to excessiveness is what? Saying, I'm not going to come to the masjid for salah ever. Why? Because I don't want nifaq to grow in my heart. I don't want to pray in front of the people because maybe I'm showing off. No. Allah Ta'ala is fully aware of nifaq and Allah still commanded that the believers pray in jama'ah. Allah is fully aware that nifaq exists. You're not discovering something that Allah didn't know. And yet Allah still commanded the believers to pray five times a day in jama'ah. So don't say that, oh no, no, I've come up to a deeper wisdom to pray only at home because of this issue of nifaq. doesn't work like that. Uh, had it been that way, Allah Ta'ala would have revealed it as such. Continuing with the hadith. وَمَنْ وَقَعَ فِي الشُّبُهَاتِ وَقَعَ فِي الْحَرَامِ Whoever indulges in these doubtful things will in fact uh, 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 indulge in haram. Why is this the case? Think about it just from a very logical reason, reasoning perspective. Imagine if I tell you, you have a coin, flip it. If it lands on heads you get a sin. If it lands on tails, it's, it's permissible. It's okay. And let's say you keep flipping it and you don't see if it lands on heads or tails. You, you, you don't know. It's shubuhat. You have no idea what, what, what it's falling on. If you flip it enough times, eventually you're going to hit it. Eventually you're going to, right? You, you know that if you do it 10 times, 100 times, roughly the numbers will be something close to 50-50. So if you know that something is 50-50 doubtful, right? You're not sure about it. But you keep on going into doubtful matters again and again. You get comfortable going into doubtful matters again and again. Well, if it's doubtful, that means it's roughly 50-50 halal and haram. If you keep doing it over and over and over again, eventually you're going to start falling into haram. Obviously, just based on pure mathematics. So I hope that's pretty straightforward and clear. So don't get comfortable. Don't let your heart get weakened to the point where you fall into this haram. Then the Prophet says what? This is like a shepherd who pastures his animals around a preserve. Uh, 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 he will soon pasture them into that preserve. Basically, we all know that, you know, yes, the, the, the shepherd can be safe, can be smart, and say, I can walk close to the line, but his animals are animals, they won't. So, wallahu alam, I, I think this hadith, is tr this, this portion, is trying to talk about the, 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 the shepherd, he's kind of like your smart intellect. And the animals are kind of like your base desires, right? They just kind of want to roam around. Right? So the, you can tell yourself, I haven't fallen into haram yet. I haven't fallen into haram yet. You can get closer and closer to that line. But the, shubuha, the, 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 the shahawat, the desires, they'll just go all over. Right? So what do you do? You tell yourself, I'm going to stay away completely from that area so that my, my weaker base desires don't get close. Like imagine a person says, I am such a robot, I can go into the club and make sure that my eyes never look at haram. There's haram everywhere around me, but I'm so laser focused that I always look away from the haram. Please. Come on, man. You put yourself in that environment, then even if your intellect, the shepherd, if you will, even if the intellect knows to what to stay away from, the animals, they're animals, they'll, they'll, they'll do a little bit of leeway. They'll, they'll, they have a little bit of you know, room. They'll, they'll make mistakes. They'll go too far. They're animals. They don't know better. Your shahawat, they'll just go a little bit extra. The best thing you could do is what? Stay away from the area. Pasture your animals in a very clear area. That way you don't have to worry about it. So that, alam, that seems like one way you could look at this hadith. And now the final portion of the hadith, inshallah ta'ala. 
ألا وإن في الجسد مضغة إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب Beautiful hadith It says indeed in the body there is a piece of flesh if it is sound the whole body is sound and if it is corrupt the whole body is corrupt indeed this is the heart Now why end the hadith with this statement? Wallahu alam but it seems to be the case that the Prophet is saying listen when you fall into haram, or first of all, when you fall into doubtful matters and you get comfortable with the doubtful and you keep taking baby steps, eventually you get comfortable to fall into haram, right? This is the khutuwat al-shaytan. Now, this is the nature of the heart, that when you acclimate it to something, it's like the snowball effect that just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Then every time you fall into these haram things, this is creating a shade, or you could say a rust, or a, uh, uh, you know, this, this callousness over your heart, heart. The more rust that gets covered onto your heart, the less it's easy for the light of Allah to penetrate that heart. So basically, be very careful, because you're not playing with something small here. You're playing with your heart. You're playing with your, uh, your iman. You're playing with your akhirah. Understand that your heart is like the, 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 the general. And the, your limbs, they are like the soldiers. They follow along. They take the orders. So you need to make sure that the general is on the right path. And the way you do that is by only staying, sticking with the halal, staying away from the haram. The more you slowly allow yourself to fall into that, the more and more it'll corrupt your heart. And then you'll see the diseases of the heart. Jealousy, envy, lust, hatred, uh, 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 you name it. Uh, hypocrisy, cowardice, stinginess, and, and, and so many of these diseases of the heart, they will continuously grow. Why? Because you've allowed yourself to continuously rust that heart over. So be very cautious of these matters. And with that, inshallah ta'ala, I close. Khairan. If uh, anything good came, it's from Allah. Anything evil came, then it was from myself and the shaitan. May Allah make us of those who stick to that which is clearly halal and try to stay away from, of course, that which is clearly haram and try our best to stay away from doubtful matters so that we always protect our deen. Ameen ya rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.